So, um, if I seemed a little tired last time, uh-huh. it's because I was actually poisoned by the bug spray in my apartment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I did that two-hour episode while my body was reacting to pesticide. All I can think me. of is this scene. Joe Dirt when he sleeps in the uh in the in the tent that's getting bombed overnight and then comes out and is just like high as fuck. You didn't have nearly as much fun as Joe Dirt did. <laughs> no, I did not. I felt like my throat was gonna like close up and I had hives. And I've decided that any roaches that survived that are just now my roomies. They're welcome. They're welcome. welcome <laughs> I have a parlay scheduled with the roach dynasty that has been in my building for at least 50 years. Yeah, and we'll be there 50 years after we're all dead. Yeah, they are clearly the more evolved species. Yes, they are. <laughs> Sass versus Evil Dead, the podcast about horror movies so bad they're good, and this week, the illusion that is reality. <laughs> I'm Brittany. And I'm Hallie. And today we're talking about 2010's Rubber. So, Hallie, yes. since you like the meta-commentary on cinema mm-hmm. of the Scream franchise, I'm sure you enjoyed this. I fucking loved it. Especially the <laughs> whole beginning with him getting out of the car. We're going to talk I, about it. Yeah, but. I was like, this could go like one of two ways. But I'm like, either way, I'm broadening your horizons with cinema. <laughs> loved it. I didn't love it as much as I'm sure Ari Aster did, does. And when he goes through all the categories on Pornhub and none of the stepsister, stepbrother narratives are working for him. He just turns this on and jerks off to this movie because there are so many head explosions. He's just like, this works every time. (laughs) (laughs) But I did like it. I did like it. Okay. Um, Also, I want to start this episode by saying to our one French listener out there who appears to have stopped listening after the Pay the Ghost episode. Come back! (laughs) But to me manque, mon mon ami. uh, (laughs) Yes, we do miss you. (laughs) And also probably don't listen to this episode. No, do no. You, you definitely should. I please, please thank your government for for financing this film. Thank you. Thank. Well, that was not a fridge accent. We lost them right there, Hallie. <laughs> they were back. They're gone again. We've been through so many accents. If they've listened to any episode before this, they're well aware that every accent is vaguely Italian, Italian and that's all we can do. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, there will be f- attempted French accents within this episode, fair warning. Mm, oh dear, I'll leave that to you. <laughs> I won't participate. 
I'll just oh. vibrate really hard until your head explodes. <laughs> the tires reaction is kind of how I feel when I'm angry. So, yeah. like, this movie really doesn't need a full script. Um, I didn't look too much into the production of this. Yeah. Uh, I know it was produced by Canal Plus, but... Um, yeah, don't have many factoids about this. I just okay. want to dive into the film. Um, okay. And I got, like, an outline of the vignettes that occur within it. So let's go. All right. So we open with some chairs and a man holding a bunch of cameras. Car a man over. cosplaying Herbert West holding a bunch of cameras <laughs> in the he California does. desert with he a series of wooden it. thrift store chairs set up in a way that you're like, why are they set up like that? And you will soon find out exactly why they're set up like this. Because the car runs over said chairs. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. Are they cameras? They're binoculars. I they're thought binoculars. they were cameras, yeah. too. Yeah. No, yeah. he's holding a shitload of binoculars. <laughs> um, Shitload of binoculars. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yes, but car runs over said chairs, the like, they're like Ikea chairs, that's what they look like to me. Yeah, and they're like, one to the left, you know, they're like staggered, yeah. so that the it's car not- can just weave back and forth and hit all of them for no reason. There's no reason. <laughs> There's no reason. Um, someone it. gets out of the trunk. Dresses the a sh- cop. Police it's officer. The sh- it's the sheriff. <laughs> yeah. The sheriff begins talking and is asking some poignant questions like, wait, why wait, wait, go back. You skipped my favorite part, which is, okay, so he's not driving. He's in the trunk, obviously. Right. Another cop is driving. The car hits all the chairs. The car rolls to a stop. He gets out of the trunk. We didn't even know he was in there. So you're immediately like, okay, this is going places. Yeah. He walks past the, to the window of the car knocks on the window the window rolls down the person driving the car hands him a glass of water (laughs) he goes up to the camera and starts being like why is the sky blue why are boobs good you know like asking questions (laughs) some of the questions actually don't have reasons like he's like why isn't the alien an et green like why is he brown Brown. and then you're like i don't maybe there is is there a reason for that i haven't seen et in a very long time i know okay But then he talks about, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and he's like, why don't they ever wash their hands like normal people? And I'm like, there's a a good reason for some of these things. (laughs) Some of them genuinely don't have reasons, but it's hilarious. Yeah, he he does ask a lot of cinematic questions, and I expected him to be like, why did Ghostface have a voice changer in Scream 3? (laughs) (laughs) And Uh, the answer is because cinema, much like life, is void of reason, as he points out. Yeah. And then he just pours out the glass of water. Yeah, because I was like, what is he going to do with this glass of water he's holding? It's like a glass of water (laughs) mic drop. He's just like, and he pours it out. And then I think like immediately after that, we see like you think he's just talking to the camera Mm -hmm. and he's like, the film you're about to watch has no sense. It's just for style. Like, they tell you right off the bat, like, it does not matter what you're about to see. And then the camera, like, pulls back, and there's a crowd of people that he's talking to that we did not previously see. Yeah. And then Discount Herbert West starts handing out the binoculars to them because they're the audience, (laughs) much like we're the audience. There's so many layers! It's an onion of a movie! And also there's no layers, which is (laughs) the best. It's a hollow onion. (laughs) I'm 
excited that you like this film because I was not sure yeah. you were going to. <laughs> no, I really did. I mean, th- to be fair, there were some parts where I was just like on my phone, like when the tire is rolling around because there's no. Oh, I'll make that no point to that. Yeah, um, but in the part with like people in them where they're talking, it's great. It's Chef's Kiss, yes. Yeah. Um, so the show begins after Discount Herbert West um, gives out the binoculars, and um, the audience starts making some comments about how nothing is going on, and a dad tells his kid, don't worry, it's the beginning, it's gonna pick up, and this is the exact same thing I told myself 30 minutes into your last three movie choices. <laughs> You're right. Yes. <laughs> and that those movies had far fewer exploding heads to make it worth watching. <laughs> I know. There were no exploding heads in Scream no. 3, goddammit. Oh my Just God, can you imagine if there were? It'd be so much better. <laughs> really? <laughs> Just Dewey's head just exploding. <laughs> Parker um, Posley just posing. Yeah. Boom. And it would be like Men in Black where they like regrow a little tiny head version of themselves <laughs> to be re exploded off later. <laughs> hey. uh, so we get our title font, which I am actually going to comment on this week because I honestly think they tried to make it look like the rubber made font. <laughs> I didn't even notice. <laughs> I wish you did because it really does. I want someone else to like concur on this. <laughs> They're like, how can how close can we get without being sued? <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, we get a bunch of trash shots during our credits, and then our tire is risen, and immediately is like, should I kill myself or have a cup of coffee? Right. <laughs> Was that French? Wait. <laughs> it's Moroccan French, maybe. <laughs> Something. Yeah. Way is... Sorry, side tangent. I was at Ulta the other day, like, getting some, like, you know, fancy hair stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and I saw a brand that was called Way. Yes. Which is, as you know, like a casual way to say yes in French. Uh-huh. And it was just like, they're like, <laughs> promotional stuff was like, it's a French casual way to, to express agreement. It was just so obnoxious and I hated everything about existence in that moment. <laughs> I'm glad that they do that, though, because after so many years of people on YouTube and Instagram not knowing how to pronounce that brand, I think at least they're finally like, it's French, you fucking idiots! <laughs> like, god damn it! It's not Uwai! Jesus Christ! Uwai! I'm gonna put the Uwai salt spray in, which, by the way, their salt spray is really good. It's not... I don't have any hair anymore, obviously, but for your hair, it'd probably be good. It's pricey, but it lasts a long time. Okay. Um... He then uh, squashes a plastic bottle. Yeah. Um, our tire friend and a scorpion. Um, while rolling around in the desert, and honestly, I feel like the scene would be better if the Edith Piaf version of Levy on yeah, was just blasting, <laughs> blaring yeah, like, like an inception. You just, <laughs> you just need the warble of Edith Piaf's voice in the background while he's yes. just, you know, recently come to terms with consciousness. 
Oh. And I love that he's immediately like, choose violence, which also, same. (laughs) I'm I'm there with you, Tyre. Our our Tyre, who for the sake of this podcast, I am going to call Pierre, 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 or maybe Pierre Cubed. Um, it's got You can't just steal my stuffed squirrel's name like that. But no, gotta, it's, it's, it's an Pierre, honor. Pierre, Pierre, the second, or Pierre, Pierre, Pierre Junior. But he cannot just be Pierre, Pierre, Pierre. So he's gonna be Pierre Cubed Junior. That's a lot. PQJ. Uh, we'll call him PQJ, but it's Pierre, Pierre, Pierre Cubed Junior. But I, I wanted to to bring in honor of your taxidermy squirrel. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted to bring him into this podcast. Long. Speaking of things that will live long after we're gone, he will survive climate change. I wonder if that squirrel knew when he died for the cause to be shot, killed, and taxidermied by Courtney Beeler's uncle. <laughs> That he would one day live to go to move to Washington, D.C. and watch the fall of humanity. <laughs> He's been places, dude. <laughs> didn't you have, didn't you like get him for like a school project or something? Yeah, Bio 2. Bio, we had, yeah. We had a it was scavenger that collection. Hunt. Yeah, yeah goddamn. I still remember being pissed that I didn't make a 100 because I couldn't find a fucking slime mold. I fucked up and said that a roly-poly bug was some kind of specific creature, and it was not. And I was like, fuck! And it, like, specifically was the example of what it wasn't in class. And I was like, yeah! And I put it on there, and I was like, got a point taken off. I was like, god fucking damn it. But, yeah, Courtney Beeler's uncle, if you're out there looking for your stuffed squirrel, all I have to say to you is, find me, bitch, and also possession is nine-tenths of the law, so good luck getting him back. Um, but Pierre Cubed Jr. Um, gets to a glass bottle, um, and he can't break it with his tire pressure, so he blows it up with his tire mind. He's like, like, if you've ever seen a little kid get really mad and like, until they turn red, that's exactly what he's doing. Well, I, I just get red when I'm angry because- Oh, so do I. My skin's so ruddy. Yeah, we're both fair skin with red undertones. <laughs> I also, like, have a very round face, so mm. I had an ex who would call me Jigglypuff when oh, I was Jesus. angry. Which They're did not, not wrong. They're not which, wrong. <laughs> which did not aid in my anger. Oh, shit. Um, but I just ended up looking more like Jigglypuff, so... Mm. Um, but I want to say that when we cut to, like, our spectators watching this scene. Yeah. Um, and there's, like, a kid, like, oh, he has telekinetic powers. And then someone is, like, you mean psychokinetic? Um, that is completely, completely your energy. Like I was going to say it was yours. <laughs> I have in my notes. I was like, that's Brittany. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, well, in a way, isn't it both of us? Yeah, I have a funny story, you guys. So, in high school, I think uh, (laughs) we, Brittany and I, were in some of the same like AP classes. Oh, and I was pretty, I kind of went to high school with the uh, attitude that like none of this matters and fuck this little country school and I hate everything. Mm -hmm. And so, I rarely did my uh, homework (laughs) and I would go 
went junior year AP English class and be like, Brittany, let me see your homework. And you would be like, no, like do your fucking homework. And like, eventually I would just force you to let me see it. (laughs) But you were always like, um, like trying to think of a good reason not to let me copy your shit. And I'm like prying it out of your hands. It's uh, my work, goddammit. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day because I had to copy something off a coworker and I was like, oh, how times have changed. <laughs> I know. Oh, Jesus. Uh, um, also, with the uh, telekinesis, I think of all the times you've told me about being a kid and watching Unsolved Mysteries yeah. and, like, trying to to teach yourself telekinesis once. Oh, I still do it. It doesn't everybody do that. It's, like you just sit. Everyone like, sit with the spoon. Yeah, or like you're looking at someone in a crowded area, and you're like, "Blink if you can hear me in my mind." <laughs> you know, like <laughs> trying to like project your thoughts. <laughs> oh no, I still do that shit. I used to too when I was a kid. Like, you know how sometimes at night, like if you you get like mm-hmm. a static charge off of your like comforter, and you have like a little spark. I would be like, "I'm a witch. There's sparks coming from my hands." <laughs> Yeah. The power. <laughs> yeah. I still I still sort of feel like a witch witch when I'm like driving and I'm like, come on, light, turn fucking green. And, and it yeah, just, it's like, like oh. <laughs> Yeah. My power is, is growing. <laughs> um, but this is this is not about witchcraft, it's about a murderous tire. Um so no, yeah. Pierre Cubed Jr. is rolling through the desert some more like um he's just you know really he's a pensive tire and Mm -hmm. he's just like everything has been figured out except how to live and then falls asleep under a tree and it was at this point when he lays down to go to sleep i was like how are they going to continue the whole shtick of like people are watching the film and then the next scene is all the audience in sleeping bags in the desert (laughs) they fucking slept over i was like oh my god (laughs) yeah it's meta hallie yeah it is um (laughs) pierre squared wakes up and is like do you think i count the days there is only one day left always starting over it is given to us at dawn and taken away at dusk and then begins to roll <laughs> i thought of him more as like a united grizzled u.s marine oh okay wakes up and is like the only easy day was yesterday get moving <laughs> Yeah, no, my imagining of this tire is a French existentialist. Yeah, I'm sure that's more on brand with the movie. Yeah, um, just like Albert Camus reincarnated as a tire. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so we get more sad Pierre Cubed Jr. Um, going through the desert and our first bit of gore. With yeah. a blown up bunny, which mm-hmm. makes Pierre so fucking happy. Cause he's How just... can you tell? He's a tire! How do you know what his emotions are? God damn you! How do you know? <laughs> well, first first off, instead of like just rolling really straight, he's kind of like grooving to some fucking soul music. Like, how are you like, it's soul music, Hallie. How can you like be unhappy Ugh. listening to soul music? We've or already is- talked about the fact I cannot differentiate genres. This could have been BTS and I wouldn't have noticed. 
could be anyone. Could have been Nick Cave himself with a dick in his mouth. <laughs> Whatever he does. <laughs> no, I love to just like moment of silence for the poor soul that had to dress up in the Gumby green suit and roll this fucking tire around the desert <laughs> bring the whole movie because this movie costs about one dollar to make so there's no way that's special effects they had an actual French guy out there rolling it <laughs> in a green screen suit <laughs> just like a gotta, gotta imagine Sisyphus happy can you imagine going to Joshua Tree and you're like, God, I'm so excited to see everything. And you look over and there's a French guy in a fucking green bodysuit rolling a tire. It is a film. Jeez. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know why you didn't think the tire was happy here. Because he's just like grooving to some soul until he gets to the highway. And we get a moment where we think Pierre Cubed Jr. is going to murder the extremely attractive Roxanne Mosqueda. Mm. Um, she only, but is she he, the only French person in the movie? Maybe? I, I know she's French because I looked her up. but She had this shitty accent. <laughs> <laughs> that was slightly less Italian. That was like a part of France that's closest that's to close Italy. To Italy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know if they're actually close to each other. So I just, uh, it's the do South that, of that. France. That was it's the like, South of France. It is a Provençal accent. <laughs> that was Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there must be something more than this provincial town. <laughs> that's that's really what Pierre Cube is saying. <laughs> you didn't think we could bring Beauty and the Beast into a movie about a French expo- tire that explodes people's heads. You're on the wrong podcast. <laughs> <Yes>, again. <laughs> um, but he does not murder the extremely attractive Roxanne Mosquita because he is thwarted by a dude in a truck yes. who he follows to a gas station where they have a very intense stare off for a moment. That would have fucked that truck up, by the way. Have you ever hit a tire? Because I have. And it is not good. <laughs> it's not good I for have- your car. I've never hit a a tire. No, I've had like like a full blowout of my tire, which fucking sucks. I have but not. That's because I live in Memphis. Yeah, on my trip up to, so I went to undergrad in Western Massachusetts and lived in Tennessee. So I had to drive as an eighteen year old by myself from Tennessee to Massachusetts, which is an eighteen hour drive, which is terrifying for any child. But mm-hmm. um. I was driving there, and I think I was probably in, like, I don't know, Pennsylvania, like, somewhere halfway-ish there. As long as it wasn't Delaware. (laughs) No, well, you're not in Delaware for that long on this trip. Um, But someone, I think, pretty far, like, several cars in front of me and probably in a different lane, their their tire blew off. Mm -hmm. And um, it, like, I'm going forward, obviously, and the tire is bouncing back. And so it, like, bounced bounce once. The car in front of me was able to, like, swerve out of the way fast enough, but I, there was nothing I could do. So it, like, bounced up and hit the underside of my car, like, my front bumper. And I was like, holy shit! And I just kept going. And then I get to fucking Allentown or wherever I'm staying and get out and go into the hotel. And I came back out to get food later. And I was like, oh, my God, somebody hit my car. Like, the, my front bumper was fucked up and, like, the underside nah. of the front of my car. No, and it I was called, Pierre Cube. Yeah. <laughs> I called that was that was the time I, I called my parents and learned that uh tires are steel belted, so if you hit one, it's gonna fuck up your day. <laughs> but 
But not in this movie. Um, not in this movie because um, it is not really concerned with uh, consistencies in reality. No, of course not. Um, but there is a showdown between Pierre and Truck Dude, and Pierre Cubed blows his motherfucking head off because yeah. hell is other people. Yep. Um... <laughs> Pierre Cubed then does what all petroleum-based drifter killers do and gets a room in a motel. <laughs> Sorry, I, I wrote that sentence. Petroleum-based <laughs> drifter killers is a great line. Holy shit. <laughs> I, I decided that needed to stay in the script. I really liked it. Um, yeah. Um, we get my favorite scene with the spectators here um because like uh pierre cube jr uh is peeking in on roxanne mosquito's character in the hotel and the spectators are like you think the tire's gonna get laid i think i think she'll start a great job (laughs) yeah yeah, they're like, she's got a great ass, and someone is like, her ass isn't that great, but her boobs, though. <laughs> yeah, hi, I'm a 12-year-old boy, actually. Um, yeah. It's an adult 45-year-old black woman in the movie that says that, by yeah. the way. <laughs> Not the 12-year-old boy that's actually there. <laughs> but she does have a nice ass. Um, <laughs> Pierre Cubed... Junior, I keep on forgetting to add Junior. PQJ, PQJ <laughs> is enamored with Roxanne Mosquito's character and is like the misery and greatness of this world. It offers no truth, but only <laughs> objects for love. <laughs> Absurdity is king, but love it saves it from us or, or saves us from it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> and then he goes and watches some jazzercise. Yeah. Because <laughs> fuck it. Uh, right. This movie yeah. just says fuck it, especially in the next scene. It's not the, um, I was going to say, it's not the best part of the hotel scene either. <laughs> yeah. Um, because the assistant accountant is like shining his shoes to some classical music mm-hmm. with a fucking turkey in his room. Which I was like, oh, turkey! Like, for no reason, why else would he be there? But there is a reason, and we everything in this movie pays off. That's what's so great about it. Is it's it like, does. You, you think it's absurd for no what? reason, but it does serve a purpose. It does serve a purpose. Uh, <laughs> there, there's perhaps a life lesson in that, and uh, I don't know, um, maybe this, the Scream franchise could could learn something from this yeah film. no shit retro maybe screen five watch this and we'll have some uh it'll be like cars <laughs> more like cars more like, like cars lightning mclean will star in um, screen five <laughs> while we have like the motel <laughs> lightning mcqueen <laughs> just lightning mcqueen like with ghost face <laughs> What the fuck is going on with this episode with the Disney reference? This is not not how I planned it, but I didn't expect this episode to, like, really follow any sort of pattern I laid out, but... I almost stole a joke from the horror virgin where there's... They have, like, an on... Okay, so the horror virgin, if you never listen to it as a podcast, much like this podcast, and um, one of the people on it, his 
was in a car accident and his brother died when he was a teenager and they make fun of him about it. Like every time there's a truck involved in the movie, they make fun about it. Um, So it ended up where they were doing like monster truck puns. And so they have one called truck executioner. And I was going to make a truck executioner joke, but I think I'll just stay with Lightning McQueen. I just keep with lighting before you know, I like it. Yeah. Um, while the motel scene is going on, we flash back to our spectators who are hungry, Bill. Um, <laughs> and the, the kid is like, look, I found a rabbit and is swiftly uh, told that, nah, dude, that's just a prop. They're like, can't you tell that's fake? And he's like, oh, fuck. And he just like, throws it. Uh. Um... So, like, later, assistant accountant um, walks up to the spectators. Okay, here's what I love about this. One, in the previous scene where we saw him, he's shining his shoes, he answers the phone, he's like, yes, master. Yes. (laughs) I was just like, is this a Buffy crossover? Like... Ooh, the master, master's kind of hot. Do you think the master's kind of hot? I don't (laughs) (laughs) know. Oh, fuck Angel. <laughs> it takes a master any day. We're talking about season one, like, Big Bad, right? We're, yeah. we're thinking about the same the vampire. vamp in the entire show, but, like, he's got a presence, though. <laughs> you like his daddy vibes? Oh, we've talked about my attraction to toxic masculinity. I think opening the hell mouth qualifies. <laughs> Anyway. Oh, daddy, open the hell mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ Jesus. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, back to the scene when he shows up to all the uh, spectators again. What I love, too, is, I don't know if you noticed this, but he has a bike. But he never rides the bike. He carries the bike. And I was like, this is absurd. What? <laughs> There's no reason for this. I know we had the whole thing at the beginning, but goddamn. I know. Um, but assistant carries his bike cup along with a bag that has mm-hmm. a cooked turkey, which he just fucking drops in front Ooh. of the spectators on yeah. the ground, and we get a funny scene of the spectators in like a feeding frenzy. Um. Yeah. I was well, like, damn, there is a lot of meat on a turkey. Because they really like, get a meal's worth off of that. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's always a bunch of leftovers around Thanksgiving. so it Right. Tracks. Like, it, yeah. it became clear to me why it's the holiday bird of choice <laughs> in that scene. Um, meanwhile, our ever-observant, like, I... I, like, kind of assumed he's supposed to be, like, a veteran, like... Yeah, uh, I got that vibe, too. Yeah, is having none of this shit. He's just, like, still there with the binoculars, like, yeah, y'all can have the turkey. I'm just sitting here watching. Yep. Um, cut back to the motel. We get a scene of a maid cleaning Pierre Cubed Jr.'s room. Mm Mm-hmm. And she grabs Pierre Cubed fr- Jr. from the shower. Yeah. And tosses him out of the room, which is obviously a mistake. Uh, also, it would ma- be a lot harder. That tire is extremely heavy. Tires she wouldn't are be able to just heavy. like fling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she just like tosses it into the parking lot. 
Um, yeah, but wrong move to make when you're dealing mm-hmm. with a tire with psychokinetic powers and angst because yeah. he blows her up and then watches some David Attenborough. Because why not? <laughs> what else are you going to watch after that, to be honest? Yeah, uh. I mean, I find David Attenborough's voice soothing. Hmm. Um, he's just relaxing after his murder. Yeah. Um... A tire sees uh, a tire. Sorry, a kid mm-hmm. sees Pierre Cube Junior enter the hotel room before he yeah. blows up the maid. Um, and we get this scene where he goes to his dad? Question right. mark. Who's the owner of the hotel? Owner of the the motel, and is just like, I just saw a live tire. <laughs> That kid looked exactly like one of the kids I used to know when I lived on the reservation. And I so I Googled him because I was like, is this an indigenous kid? Because he is built like an indigenous mm-hmm. kid. No, he's Bella Thorne's little brother. Just a little fun fact for everybody there. But um, two uh, eight-legged freaks, the adults do not believe the kid. Right. They never believe the kid, dude. And yeah. also, motel owner your dad is just like, get me a fucking pizza with double toppings. Now. I was like, that seems excessive. I once got double bacon on a pizza, and I couldn't Ugh. even eat it. Yeah, it was in college. We were just like, oh, get Domino's double bacon. And I think that was when they had the bacon stuffed crust. It was a very bad idea. We could not eat did it. You get, did you get the bacon stuffed crust? Yes. Oh, yes, we fuck. did. It was very, I do not recommend it. That's the last time, A, the last time I ever had bacon on pizza, and B, the last time I ever had Domino's, I'm pretty sure. Oh, God. It was so salty. It was so unpleasant. Yeah. Oh, that sounds terrible. Like Yeah, be... so this asshole asking for double toppings, I hope he just doesn't know what he's in for. Well, he's going to get double toppings. Oh, yeah, he is. <laughs> um, Cut back to Pierre Cubed Jr. Listening to what I can only imagine is Bell and a Sebastian while he's pining for Roxanne Mosquito's character at the pool. Yeah. He's just like hiding behind the gate of the <laughs> pool while like Piazza New York catcher plays. Um, uh, <laughs> and he's so distraught that he does what any French existentialist would do in this situation and decides to drown himself. Yep. <laughs> I was like, okay, this this we all saw coming. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why you see him as like a grizzled marine when he's clearly just like a sad French existentialist. Well, record-breaking well, numbers yeah. of grizzled marines kill themselves, so. <laughs> that, that, that is very true. Um, yeah. that That fair point there. Um... The uh, French existentialist works more for the bit, though. Uh, yeah, it does. <laughs> it's less depressing as well. Yeah, let's not think about that. Let's not think in the about other that. One. Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry. Um, the spectators then debate the physics of tires because they're like, "But wouldn't it flow? No, it would sink." Yeah, someone's like, "We literally just saw it sink. Why are we having this conversation?" <laughs> uh. Um. Then, cut to the highway. Yep. 
we have a scene of some dude walking down the highway in a yes shirt because it's like the 70s. Hmm. And he just watches the kid put roadkill on this pizza. Yeah, it's the uh, crow that the tire blew up like several scenes ago. He's like, here's your double toppings dick bag. I forgot about the crow he blows up. He blows up many things, so (laughs) it's okay. Oh, oh no. Um, And then the audience gets sick and dies from the turkey. (laughs) Yeah, because it was poisoned. They're trying to get rid of the spectators. Yeah. Which I was like, is this like them saying... How are you still watching, watching this terrible this movie? movie. <laughs> but we are the wheelchair user who refuses to look away and does not eat the turkey. Indeed, we are. Um, at this point, the police have showed up for the um, murder. Yes, of the housekeeper, right? Yes. Yeah. And Kid is still... These are assist- my second favorite part of the movie, by the way. Anything with the cops is my favorite. <laughs> The kid is still insistent that the tire is alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and at some point, the dad is like, maybe it drowned. <laughs> <laughs> um, while the sheriff is interrogating Motel Dad, an alarm goes off and he's like, well, six hours have passed. The spectator's dead. You can go home now. So which, which, by the way, this part of the there's one line that I have in my notes when he's talking to Hotel Dad. And he's like, so did you have a relationship with the housekeeper? And he's like, like a professional relationship. And he's like, did you know anything about her family or anything like that? And she's like, well, I know she had no beast brother. And the cop goes, do you know if Mar? Oh, I think her name is Martina. Because I have it in my notes. He says, do you know if Martina was on good terms with her obese brother? <laughs> yeah. Ugh, it's gold. This actor is doing a great job. Whoever it's played great. the sheriff is great. Oh, what is his name? It's like Spinelli something. I've never seen him in anything else. Uh, I don't think. But, uh... So, Motel Dad is obviously like, what the fuck? What are you Mm -hmm. talking about? And then Pierre Cube Jr. is fished from the pool. Yep. He's like, all right, time to wrap it up. (laughs) Wrap it up. My my day rate is has been paid and I'm done. (laughs) We get the... Best exchange in this movie with the cops and the sheriff. Yes. Like the, this is my favorite scene in the whole movie. Yes, because he goes up and he's like, "All right, all right, everyone can calm down. It's over. The spectators are dead." Yeah. To which one cop is like, "But this is real life, Chad." He's like, "No, it's not. My fucking patch is Velcro. Look." And he like Look. takes it off. He's like, "It's not real." And then he's like. You have a stuffed toy alligator under your arm. How is this real? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that is my favorite moment in this whole goddamn film. It gets the cop who's holding it looks at him like, "Oh, uh, yeah, I do." Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, what, where did the, how did that get here? Yeah. Um. And <laughs> Chad is just like, everything is fake, guys. I don't know, like, what you're talking about this being real. Which, mm-hmm. yes, Chad, we're all stuck in the illusion of reality. 
Yeah. Uh, he He's even, had... like, reach into the body bag and jiggle the body. Like, I think you'll be surprised at what happens. I think, and I fully expected the body to, like, to sit just, up like, and be like, oh, yeah. But she does it no. and nothing happens. And she's like, I... yeah, still dead. And he's like, oh, fuck, something's not right. <laughs> yeah, I know. I like when he, she's like, nope, it is cold like a corpse. And then he's like, how cold is the corpse? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Is it no. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Can we get a thermometer here to check the temperature of that? He's like, door? I'm trying to get out of here. I got dinner at eight. I'm supposed to be done. <laughs> um. Then assistant accountant walks up and, like, it's just like, so, um... <laughs> One of the spectators did not eat the turkey. Yep. And we gotta keep going. I'm really sorry. Yep. And he turns around and is like, uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> like, just fully is like, he goes, I got ahead of myself, guys. Back to what you're doing. Like, what? <laughs> uh, so the next, okay, the next little scene is my absolute favorite thing happens in the whole movie. Where he goes back so, over to the pool. <laughs> Go ahead, I'll jump in when I okay. get to my favorite part. So he goes back to interrogate motel owner dad again. Yep. And he's like, don't mind my bleeding. I just had them demonstrate that like this was all fake, but it's not. Oh yeah, because he even has them shoot him when he's like, it's all fake. Shoot me, it doesn't hurt. I'm not bleeding. Like, <laughs> he's got so, like, to which, holes in <laughs> To which the ghost of Brendan Lee is like, well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Rest in peace, Brendan Lee. The Crow's yeah. my favorite, one of my favorite movies. Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> anyway, um, Pierre Cubed Jr. then blows Motel Dad's head off and yep. the sheriff pulls This is my favorite trap. part. Oh my god, he pulls the line out of his pocket, opens it up with a look on his face like, oh my god, and reads it. And the line says, the kid was right, the tire is the killer. And he reads it just like that and then throws it over to the side like, oh fuck. <laughs> oh my god. so fucking funny. I love it. Um, the tire, um... Then we get to the tire, or tire, our, our Pierre Cube Jr. Yeah. And he's looking in the mirror like, if you live long enough, you'll see that every victory turns into a defeat. I thought you were going with a Batman line there. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it's very mainstream for Britney. <laughs> he lived long enough to see himself become the villain. <laughs> I should have. Um, but he doesn't really have Batman vibes. He's uh, a black rubber object rolling around exacting vigilante justice. All he has is bat <laughs> Batman vibes. <laughs> I mean, when you put it that way, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should be calling him Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Brucey? <laughs> he definitely uh, has rich white guy privilege, too, because he's getting away with everything. He, he is. Um... Yeah. Yeah, um, because, like, so he's looking in the mirror and having, like, a flashback of his, like, meager, like, tire existence. He is having an existential crisis yeah. inside a broken mirror yard on the outside of a rundown motel in Joshua Tree. 
<laughs> and the kid um interrupts him and is like, hey, so you murdered someone and you should be worried about the police. Yeah. To which the tire rolls off because he's like, nah, I'm going to get away with this. Right. <laughs> I'm I'm Bruce Wayne reincarnated as a fucking tire. What are you? <laughs> you can't tell me shit. Alfred's gonna pick me up later. This tracks so hard. Oh my god. This could easily. <laughs> this is a Batman movie. Batmobile. I am the fucking Batmobile. If we dig hard enough, Christopher Nolan is involved in this movie. I guarantee you. <laughs> um. So. <laughs> The the sheriff announces to the cops that their killer looks like a tire. <laughs> this is another yeah. great scene. Yeah. Because the cops then ask a series of questions. They're like <laughs> As one does. Is this a is this a a branded tire? <laughs> and they're like, no, nah, it's probably not branded. We didn't have the budget. <laughs> Is it a, a new tire? Is it worn? Or... He's like worn, definitely worn. Yeah. Uh. Um. And cut back to um our remaining spectator. Mm-hmm. Assistant accountant comes up and is like, "Would you like some canapes and bellini?" <laughs> Fancy. I have no idea what it is. One of them is tartar or something yeah, what like the that. Fuck is tartar? I don't know. It's raw. It's like raw meat oh, okay. product. That's all I know. Is like you can have tuna no. tartar, beef tartar. You can have a variety. Yeah. Yes, you can have raw beef. I, uh... I wouldn't do that, but people do eat it. But um, yeah, he's like trying to entice him with a variety of like, and he finally pulls out the last thing. He's like, okay, it's chocolate eclairs. Who can say no to these? And our grizzled veteran is just like, I'm literally just here to see the end of my fucking movie. Like, don't Don't, even bother me. And so the assistant accountant finally gives up and we cut away briefly and then cut back to him eating the poison food. He's like, fuck it. I'm done. Oh, yeah. Because we cut to like a a chase scene because like the... Oh, yeah. Uh, Grizzled veterans, like, there's this really nice chase scene going on. Right. Um, Do you want to see, assistant? Um, And then we cut to the chase scene, and uh, the cop gets their head blown off. Um, Yeah. And we cut back, and the assistant is eating the poison food while admitting to murdering his brother. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's like, I was... I, you know, I was on a hiking trip with my brother, and it was snowy. It was really weird. We didn't have any shoes, and he got stuck between a rock crevice, and it was yelling out for help, and, like, instead of going to get someone, like, I don't know why, I just grabbed a rock and smashed him in the face. Mm, this eclair yeah. is yummy. <laughs> All life is meaningless. <laughs> All life is meaningless. Uh. Um, we then get a shot of, like, the tire looking upon his brethren being burned, and he is like, humanity must die. Mm, Yep. (laughs) This is the Planet of the Apes moment when he decides to fight back. (laughs) 
Yes. Um, three days later, and the tire has blown up the whole goddamn town. Yep. And is watching some NASCAR. That was hysterical. <laughs> Hilarious. This, again, is why I think he is a retired Marine. <laughs> okay, so this does track with the retired Marine characterization of the tire yeah. as opposed to, He invaded to like, someone else's house and is now posted up on their couch watching NASCAR. <laughs> he might as well have, like, a fucking Bud Light, like, next to him. Yeah. With, like, a little sippy straw for the tire. Yep. <laughs> I don't know why I imagined that because he like I was like he doesn't have hands but he also doesn't have lips. So yeah, it's not gonna assist him in any way to have a straw. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I mean it can't hurt. Why not? It can't hurt. Why not? Um. So they, the cops are still out there in their van, and they have decided to lure the tire with lube and some dirty talk. <laughs> I love this too. Um, because they have the French girl like being like, "Come on, you naughty boy!" Oh, yeah, because they put out a mannequin that yeah, is dressed that, like her. That's dressed like her, well, and they're like some dynamite attached because their whole plan yes. is that he will blow up the mannequin, set off the dynamite, and that's how like it'll end. It'll yeah. be like a big explosion at the end. He'll blow up himself um, in the process. But the. <laughs> Roxanne Mosquito's character is, like, reading the script and is, like, she's, like, she can't say a line. She's, like, I know, I'm not going to read this. And the sheriff comes on and is, like, come on, punish me, you big slut. (laughs) Yes! Fine, I'll read it. God damn it. And, like, I don't know why that character, like, couldn't say that line. It's not that bad. I don't know, but I'm glad they made the sheriff do it because I love it so much. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's just like really harshly like, blow my fucking head off. <laughs> do and it. And like, he's not responding. I think we should switch back to the female voice. And so they switch back and he's, she's like, where, what do I, what do I read? And he's like, just read the last line. God damn it. I'm trying to get out of here. This has gone on for way too long. Just read it. <laughs> um... So our last spectator, like, comes up and is like, hey, guys, I got some notes. Like, not... (laughs) I love this dude. He's like, you need to speed it up. Like, why are you doing this? What is the purpose of this? It's fine, but, like, I don't get what it adds to the film. Like, we need to, like, move it along here. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, thank you so much. We really appreciate your feedback. And they shut the van door and they're like, fucking asshole. (laughs) Um, we then get the final showdown, which is intentionally anticlimactic. Yeah. Where the sheriff, like, walks into the the house that, uh, Pierre Cube Jr. is in. We hear some gunshots, and he comes out with a shredded tire, tosses it into the last spectator's lap, and is like, the end, bye. Yeah, because he does blow the head off the mannequin, but it doesn't ignite the dynamite. Oh, yeah. Like, it just doesn't I, work. Oh, the stunt doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, and so then the cop is like, fuck it, I'm absolutely done. I'm way over my day rate here. I'm just going in and fucking ending it. And he comes out and he's like, see you later, movie's over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, but, but if it but, were. <laughs> but if it were. Because... This is also hilarious. 
a tricycle rolls out, much like the Razor Scooter in Pay the Ghost. And he says, hey, guys, he was reincarnated into a tricycle. And I was like, oh, my God, this movie has the line. Hey, guys, he was reincarnated into a tricycle. It has everything you need, Hallie. It does. Um, to, to the murderous tricycle, um, he is like Pierre, Pierre, Pierre to the fourth degree. Yeah. Um, he is like, oh, the spectator's like, oh, don't, don't mind me. I'm just watching. I'm, I'm just here for the film. He's like, I'm not the cast. I'm just watching. I'm, I'm just go on, watching. go on, go on, go, 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 go on with your murder. Yeah. Um, but that does not work for the tricycle no. because our last spectator goes boom. Not just his head, his whole body. His whole body, because apparently he's like powered up as a tricycle. He, yeah, I guess. Those two extra reels gave him some more like telekinetic powers. Yeah. Um, and off into the sunset, uh, Pierre to the fourth degree rides <laughs> to gather his entire uh, army. Um, and take on Hollywood. Um, also, yes. I don't know if you stuck around for the end credits, but, like, I love the face of the assistant in, like, the credit scene, which is basically just, like, our intro scene, but it's just uh-huh. him being, like... Like, <laughs> he's just, like, this pained look on his face, like, oh, we're really doing this? Okay. Right. <laughs> okay! Okay! <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's it. That's this movie. This is a short episode, unlike last week when I was poisoned. (laughs) You listen, a thesis defense has to go long. It just, if it goes short, you ain't getting, you're not passing. (laughs) I I mean, you did get your PhD in Scream Studies, so we we have that. Um, I defended that passionately. Uh, you you now can add that to your resume. Um, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> so, what are your final thoughts? Are you Very glad good. you're glad that I made you watch this? Yeah, because I don't think I probably ever would watch it on my own. Okay. <laughs> I read the uh, official like description of the movie, and I was like, "Oh, what is this?" And I I think if I saw that, you're like, "Oh no, this is gonna be blood beat all over again." <laughs> Well, no, because it was made in 2010, so I had some, like, s- slightly more okay. hope. It was more modern. Um, I can't Whoa. believe I've never heard of this before, to be honest. Yeah? It seems like one of the ones that the horror community would really enjoy, and I just haven't heard anything about it ever. Um, I am not sure why this one doesn't have more of a following than it does. Where did um, you find it? Did you see it in an article, um, or you just found no, it browsing? No, like, it, it was one that I had wanted to watch for a while, and, like, when I had nothing to do during pandemic times, I was like, yeah. oh, you know, I'm finally going to watch this movie. Yeah. Um, And I, like, I wanted to see it, like, when it came out, but it fell off my radar. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it's not well-rated on a lot of sites, which I find oh, strange. Really? Yeah. like What else did they want? <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Like, I... Did they want, like, an actual talking tire? Because that's the only thing we mm. don't get in this movie. Right. And, like... Wait, wait, before... 
before the show's show shows in, like, what would your like grizzled voice be for this tire? Oh God, <laughs> I have no idea. Honestly, okay, so I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. I think it's Santa Claus two or three, the one where he has to find a wife, or he will stop being okay, Santa yeah. Claus. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't he, know if I, I'm I'm familiar with it. I may have seen it at some point. He like, rides Comet, only Comet, I think, down to like the human world from the North Pole. And Kama is stupid. And he's the, it's like an animatronic deer and it's like, <laughs> but like they can understand what he's saying, but like it's not actually words. It's so funny. But um, there's a scene where a little girl feeds Kama a shitload of candy. Yeah. And he looks like the bitch from Slither when she gets huge and he's like laying on the ground and he can't even get up. Um, and he has to fly Santa out of there. And he's like, <sighs> like trying to stand up and then he strains so hard that he farts really loud and um it's hysterical but all i pictured when this movie was happening when he was like doing his little thing was comet being like (laughs) so i think he would just sound like like comet sounds in that movie That's not a grizzled marine voice, but that's the voice that I pictured. Yeah. Of the time. <laughs> I was like, that's not a grizzled marine voice. The grizzled all. marine thing didn't come to me until we were recording. Okay. So um, he, to me, he sounds like a animatronic reindeer. I, I, well, he, he sounds like cousin it with constipation. Um, but yeah, exactly. Basically. <laughs> you have to watch a clip of that scene so you know what I'm okay, talking about. Okay, I guess. Um. So, um, yeah, I really like this movie. Um, I enjoyed it, watching it again for this podcast. I'll probably watch it again at some point. (laughs) I will definitely watch it again. This is one of the ones, too, where I probably will, like, introduce it to other people. (laughs) Be like, want to watch a fucking movie? Here's one. (laughs) I win! All right, so what are we watching next week? Oh, wait, we got to rate it. Oh, wait, yes, we must rate it. I, I forgot about the ratings. Um, yes. What are we going to rate it out of? <laughs> Why did my mind go straight to Ari Aster boners? <laughs> Probably because you wrote that down, but I'm here for it. I did not write it down anywhere. I was making tea before this and was like, I bet he jerks off to this movie. Like, it just came to me. <laughs> He's uh, he's jerking off as furiously as Rob Pattinson is in the lighthouse. Haven't seen that movie yet, but now I am, am <laughs> I'm prepared to, for the moment. I guess he went some places after Twilight, dude. Oh, Wait, you're not excited to see Rob Pattinson jerk off, sweaty Rob Pattinson, <sighs> just like jerking it to a mermaid statue. <laughs> Wow, I think I'd rather watch Willem Dafoe jerk Robert Pattinson off. <laughs> oh, there's some tension there. We never get the kiss, but I really wanted oh, it. Man. Yeah, if only. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that uh, that fan art exists. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of dicks in this podcast for it being hosted by one and a half straight women. <laughs> <laughs> one, I, I only count as half. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, alright, so Ari Aster Boners, it (laughs) is. Um, I mean, this gets, this gets nine. Yeah, I'd probably give it, like, 
nine and a half, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I was not. I was like, ten seems gratuitous. If it like, yeah, I it's my only complaint is like some like it's a short film, and I was like, I want it to go on longer. <laughs> yeah, I there were too many I, I want, for me like tires like rolling yeah, scenes. We that, could have cut most of that out. Well, I think they could have made it like more absurd if they had put Edith Piaf singing Lavina yeah. Rose in it. I'm, I'm gonna stick with that. Also, I didn't love that he doesn't do anything except explode heads. Like, that's all, you know, like, you, you, there's no suspense or, like, what's he going to do now? Like, he's going right. to roll up to the next thing he sees and explode their head. Like, that's all that, yeah, that is like, to him. Yeah, like, he could have, he like, it would have been really cool if they had, like, you know, he could have, like, blown up their intestines and you got, like, viscera going everywhere. Yeah, that so they didn't have money dope. for that gore. Yeah, and you had, like, little intestines hanging out. That would have been kind of sweet. Um, I love that we've agreed that it's a man. The tire is masculine. Yeah. <laughs> with, with no prior. It's a masculine white man. It, it's it's Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne. That's <laughs> really what it is. <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't need to go see the new Batman. This no. is just it. No. Um, uh uh Ooh, I kind of want to watch this movie again and imagine the tire as like a an angry woman. Yeah, that might be it. That'd be a totally different movie. It would be a totally different read of that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um <laughs> so what's next? So, this movie's not on the schedule and I toyed around with a couple different things now that our schedule is getting reformatted because we're only bi-weekly. Mm-hmm. But I realized that next time that we put out an episode, we're going to be into September. Thank fucking God. And it will be officially kind of like back to school time. So next week, we are going to do the faculty. Oh, my God. Have I fun. haven't seen that movie in so long and I'm not excited. I watched it for the first time during quarantine. So... I will have watched it twice in like a in like a year and a half span. So yeah, so that's what we're watching. Alright. Okay, listeners, your homework is to watch the faculty. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Um or I don't know, we'll send murderous tires after you. They're out there. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> As always, follow us on Instagram for my post of variable consistency and quality. (laughs) (laughs) That was a ringing endorsement of myself. Um, (laughs) um, Until next time, don't forget, slaughter is the best medicine. And as always, stay spooky, friends. Bye. Bye. Or should I say au revoir? <laughs> Sacre bleu! <laughs> Do you remember Jacob Price when we went to France going into churches and screaming that? And they were like, you can't do that in here. <laughs> he was like, why not? It's a sacre bleu! We were like, oh god, we're so American. <laughs> I mainly remember like everyone um, like name redactic being on the metro saying bonjour to every person on the subway except for the drunk guy that was passed out sleeping underneath the seat yes (laughs) 
All right, let's stop. <laughs>